For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back, finally, to Believe in Everything Auburn. We are back. Taylor Davis and Jason Campbell, sorry we left you hanging for a couple weeks. Uh, we had warned you on the last episode that we weren't going to have one the following week because Jason and I were both on respective vacations. And then, you know, coming back to reality is just difficult sometimes, especially in the thick of baseball season. And your girl just couldn't make it work last week. So a couple weeks without an episode, we apologize. But we are back in action and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. So we're glad that you've joined us. We hope everyone has had a great couple of weeks. And as always, you know, sports just doesn't sleep. You know what I mean? Like there's just always something happening and changing. And that is certainly the case at Auburn right now. So Jay and I are, of course, going to break it all down for you. Uh, but funny enough, Jason and I both had vacations the same week in the same town and we didn't see each other. I'm sad to report we couldn't make it happen. Shame. Always you know the woman's is. fault. Huh? What the heck? <laughs> Don't even. Don't even. From looking at your page, though, and your IG, someone mm -hmm. had a chance to be out on a boat on the That's final true. day in Destin. That's true. Out having a good old time. And uh, I was laying by the beach at that time, which I am now peeling from sunburning Ooh. too much. Oh, no. Kind of what happens when you're laying on the beach and you just forget about time and how long yeah. you've actually been laying there. And uh, I ate really, really good. Like, Ooh, same. Man, I ate so good. Like, I'm literally still trying to shed off the pounds that I gained <laughs> on my vacation. Same. That's how you know, though. You come back burnt and a few pounds fluffier. That's how you know you did vacation right. But nonetheless, we're back to reality, back to work, and back to our podcast. So we are. We're going to talk the big news. We know why you're all here, all right? And uh, Jason and I are going to give you our thoughts like we always do. But before we get into all of it, a word from our sponsor. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or you can use your mobile device to sign up today, and they're going to give a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
All right. Well, we're just going to cut to the chase here and start with a bang because the big news that everyone's talking about, not just Auburn football fans, really just college football fans, is that quarterback TJ Finley announces he is transferring to Auburn from LSU. Finley started five games for LSU as a freshman last season after Miles Brennan went down with an injury. He completed 80 of 140 passes for 941 yards, five touchdowns, and five interceptions during those games. Uh, he's six foot six, 242, so definitely a good size guy, and he's got some run ability as well. He tacked on about 34 yards in those five games on the ground. So this is huge news for so many reasons, and I want to get it, you know, from every angle. We're going to talk about what this means for Bo Nix and, and the likelihood of, of him remaining the starter in this season. But talk to me a little bit, Jay, about this news in general, because, look, this is a time of change for Auburn football. It has been since last season ended. So much um, rotation, so much development and evolution. And this thing is still kind of taking shape. So I, I wasn't surprised to see a, a young, talented, capable quarterback within the same conference look at Auburn and go, hey, this is the right time and right situation for me to slide on in there because it isn't a super set-in-their-way established offensive identity right now there very much is a huge window where he could fit that you know I don't think was going to be likely for him at Alabama which we all know he was strongly considering Alabama so when you saw that Harson and Bobo really went after him once he announced his intention to transfer and now fast forward it's a done deal and he's going to be on the planes what was your initial takeaway and your initial opinion for, for TJ Finley to kind of see this as the opportunity that it very well could be for him? Well, let's just say this. Uh, first and foremost, this is welcome to new college football. And, yeah. you know, you say that because, you know, there was a point where you recruit high school kids and you get them on campus and then, you know, you're into them, but then you're back out on the road, you're recruiting the next high school kid to come in. Things have changed. Now you bring in these kids from high school, but then you're also, once they get to your campus, you can't just say, okay, we got this one. We're going back to get the next one. You have to recruit the kids that are on your campus to stay at your school now because true. back when I played, you had to you had to sit out a year. If you chose to go to another school, you had to sit out a year. So you had to think long and hard about it before you just made that decision. Where now, because they always say, well, you made a commitment, you signed a scholarship. Where now it's kind of like, where is the honor of the commitment? Because now you sign a scholarship, but now a kid can just transfer after the first year or second year or third year or going to the senior year and play wherever he wants to play and uh, without having to sit out a year. So this is going to change college football. This is going to become the new norm. And, uh, and so players have to accept it. Coaches have to accept it. And does it make things a lot harder? Yeah, it makes things a lot harder, but does it make things a lot more competitive? Yes, it does. And I said this yesterday on my Twitter account. I said – competition brings a competitive mindset and it also brings a winning attitude. And, and it's true because it, it forces you to come out of your comfort zone and it forces you to have to do things a little bit different. It forces you to push yourself to a little bit, push yourself a little bit extra and competition creates, creates W's in the column because each player understands the value of being on that field and playing and not taking it for granted and not taking it and not, looking at it 
as they can't be easily replaced. That's the NFL. In the NFL, you got to make the three fifty-three man roster, or your butt could be cut, and you got to feed your family. So. Yeah. Yes. At the end of the day, it's the same way in college. You know, people talk about saving as much as they want to, but this guy creates a, a culture that is built to being competitive where guys make sure that they want to compete and win that job. They have got to win it day in and day out. So every day you come to work, you check in and there's no checkout days. And that's the same thing that I look at this TJ family situation. He's probably, they didn't promise him anything, but he looked at it and said, Hey, Okay, Bo was not Harson's guy that he recruited out of high school. That was Gus' guy. Okay, mm-hmm. Harson's got the job. Bobo, this is Mike Bobo, is coming in as well as the offense coordinator. The one thing I've gotten on to Auburn about over the last two years is the fact that, okay, when we had backups, Malik Willis left. He went to Liberty. Gatewood left. He went to Kentucky. Okay, I understand because they was older than both. So when a guy comes in as a true freshman and you pretty much give him the keys and he becomes your starting quarterback, if you're an older guy, you're like, okay, how can I have an opportunity to get myself to make it on Sundays if I can't see the field? So those guys mm-hmm. leave. But since Bo has gotten there, we have yet to try to reach out until this last signing class and bring in a quarterback and say, okay, now we have somebody on the roster, not only for Bo to compete with, but what right. if Bo would have got hurt? We don't have anybody else we could turn to to keep the clock going and keep the games competitive enough for us to win. So we're putting exactly. all our eggs in one basket instead of looking at the overall team and saying, guys, where is our depth? We had no depth at the quarterback position. And so now that we get guys that we signed a kid from high school from Houston, um, he's he's there. And now you got TJ Finley. He's coming there. So now you have what you've done if – you open up the eyes to all the other players on the roster where they're now looking at this like, okay, they're creating competition at the main position of all sports. Then my antennas need to go up. So that makes sure I need to be busting my tail every day, making sure I'm checking in. And I think Bo need to take this as this way. When I was a sophomore, my sophomore year at Auburn, we signed Mr. State of football, Brandon Cox. Yep. And he came in as a quarterback. So, Instead of me getting bitter about it, I took it as a competition, as an opportunity. Okay, this kid's gonna push me, he's gonna make me better, but and, and everything. So, but I'm not so much worried about him. I'm worried about what I need to do to make sure I'm continuing to move forward as the quarterback of this university to give myself an opportunity because you can't get bitter about it. You just gotta get better. And I think that's how Bo needs to look at it. Don't get bitter, get better because everything you do in life is gonna be a competition. It's only 32 jobs in the NFL that are starting quarterbacks and 64 overall when there's a backup. So mm-hmm. you need to start now of understanding that don't get bitter, get better. I agree. I think the depth is such a key piece to this because Cord Sandberg left, that Garnett kid recently left. So the quarterback room had gotten down to Bo Nix, Grant Loy, and true freshman Demetrius Davis, like you said. And following the spring game, you told me, you know, you can see natural ability in Davis, but he's going to need some time. He's an early enrollee. He's very young, and he's going to need some time. So if Bo went down, Grant Loy was likely to be the one to step in. And there's a lot of question marks associated with him as well. So even if for a backup role, you feel really good about T. J. Finley coming in, not only his skill set and his size. I mean, we haven't had a 6'6", 242 guy back there in a really long time. 
but also his understanding of the conference. I mean, if you if you played at LSU, you get it. And not just the SEC, the SEC West. And in years past, a program that's expecting to be in the college football playoff discussion. So this is a guy who gets it. He understands the level of the competition that he's going to be up against. And he has that kind of experience coming in. That's invaluable. And I think for, you know, Bo in particular, this this has to be unnerving, you know? I think you're absolutely right, and he does have to take this as yet another means of motivation. But I don't think that the allotted time for chances will be as long for Bo anymore. And I think that very well could have been the case without TJ Finley coming in, but it's all but solidified now. I'm not saying that I think Bo's starter role is going to be taken for him from him by game one I don't know this is clearly going to be a battle this summer and we are going to be following it very closely leading up to season I, I think it was already going to be shorter for him because Brian Harson came in and and he knew what he was going to have to do I think Gus really wanted to give Bo ample opportunities to be that guy even when all signs were showing that he wasn't especially his freshman campaign when Joey Gatewood just sat there I don't think that was managed well. And I think Bo has been, has played, we've talked about this, with this maybe subconscious knowledge that even if I'm not playing my best and things aren't, you know, going very well, I'm the guy because who else is there? That's not the case anymore. Like there is a very capable SEC caliber quarterback in the wings. And if you're not showcasing the growth and the the broken habits that we all need to see from you in your third year out, you're not going to be given the same amount of time and chances to keep doing it because now there's somebody who's ready to, you know, go toe to toe with you. And I, as a fan, I feel better about that. Whether Bo becomes the guy or not, it gives you more comfort and a much needed insurance that you have a quality backup, not only if Bo gets hurt, but if Bo just doesn't step up to the plate like he needs to. That's the thing about football. Like every other position, they get a chance to rotate in the game and out of the game. Mm-hmm. That position is kind of like the one position other than kicker that you are the stationary within that game. You're the starter, you are the starter. And the backup is not like you getting reps during the game. So you know, it's it's one of these situations where you have to look at it if you were in Coach Harson's shoes. First of all, you didn't get a chance to recruit your class that you wanted to sign this year. So you basically have to take over a class that the old regime signed. And there were some really good players. You know, we still had some really good players that Gus recruited. You're talking about the, the linebacker core, the corners, the safeties, and then you talk about Tank and, and Shiver. So there were some leftover players that are really solid, good SEC football players. But at the same time, you still are trying to put your imprint on the program. And our big, his biggest recruiting has come in the transfer portal. Let's face it. You know, he's got a cornerback from West Virginia. He's got a D tackle from UAB. You know, now he gets a quarterback, you know, from the same conference that Auburn played against last year. So, you know, it, it, it's those situations where you're seeing where he's trying to bring in guys that are his caliber type guys as long as why he's still recruiting, but he's bringing guys from transfer protocol. He's showing you, he's trying to compete this year to win. He's not trying to wait to next year. He's not trying to wait to the year after he's trying. He understands that this seat gets hot very quickly. He also understands that what he's up against 
and and he hears the noise and he knows what's going on. He knows that the SEC usually goes through the SEC West and and he understands like, hey, there is no room no more to say, oh, we can get, next year, this will be our rebuilding year next year we'll get going. No, he's looking at like, I have one of the best linebacker tandem groups in all of college football with Owen Papo and McClain. Like, it doesn't get any better right. than that. And then he's looking at like, from a secondary standpoint, we are deep. We have McCurry, who's an all-SEC preseason election. And then you had a kid from West Virginia that's transferred over. That's probably going to be the opposite corner that has a lot of a lot of upside. I said, and then you know, you think about the safeties that we have. You know, we're looking for a big year from uh, Smoke Monday. You know, mm-hmm. we've always talked about he has a knack for the ball. We want to see him improve in his cover skills, and I think he's doing that. And I think under Derek Mason, he, he'll get a little bit better because he's a year older and more mature. But at the same time, though, you know, you still have Jalen Simpson, who's another guy that you can plug in that corner, a third corner that looks that's like a starter. So when you have these type of guys, you have to take advantage of the now. And you can't always worry about the later. Sometimes we always talk about, well, we'll do this when that. No, like take advantage of the now now. And I think that's what they're doing. And they're going for it. They're looking at this as like, look, LSU is still rebuilding. We don't know what they're going to have. Alabama lost a lot last year. The whole backfield, they got to replace that. They got to replace two of the best receivers to come through the SEC. They got to replace those guys. They got to replace an all-American corner. So you're looking at, okay, they got guys to replace. So where, who who puts – so from the top, who has an opportunity now? Auburn has a real opportunity. And it's not going to be a pushover. Ole Miss will be really good. Mississippi State will be better. Arkansas got show promise towards the end of the last season. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a tough side of the conference. And But this is an opportunity for Auburn to go for it because defense wins first, and we are loaded on that side of the ball. And once we figure out our rotation of D tackles, we're going to be pretty good. And then from yeah. offense standpoint, we can run the football. So can we throw the football and can we pass the football efficient enough to win the SEC West? Right. And I think – you know, sticking with the, you know, familiarity that this kid has with the conference and, you know, just kind of high stakes college football in general, this is kind of the first, you know, quarterback transfer to come in from an established program like that in quite some time. I guess Jarrett Stidham might have been the last one, but even that, you know, yes, it was a, a bigger you know proven name out of a power five but it didn't seem like the right fit for the offense and that proved true in my opinion I don't think it was the right fit this seems very much like what an Auburn quarterback would embody in years past but it's weird because it's happening at a time where we don't really know what the Auburn offense is going to look like anymore I mean we still fully anticipate a run heavy offense. I I think that his skill set is still going to fit very well with what Harson wants to do based on what we know. But now it's like, okay, this kid comes in with such a, an expected advantage in terms of size, skill set, understanding of the conference. But as Auburn fans, we're still kind of unsure of what it's going to look like. So how can we really know if he's going to be a better fit than Bo? Like, there's just so much that we're going to have to wait and see. But let me ask you about this aspect because, you know, the competition aspect coming in for the quarterback room within your own team, like, that is a tried and true method. Harson even spoke on it this week. He hasn't been able to specifically talk about Finley yet, but he did say 
Competition keeps you focused. Competition gets you up and out of bed in the morning and drives you toward improvement. So there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's something I hope our players understand. That's not a bad thing because TJ Finley wasn't exactly quiet coming in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's, he's made a few public comments that as now teammates might have left you a little uneasy. He straight up said, I think I can beat Bo Nix out of the starting position. He also put out a quote saying, I'm not going there to be a backup. So he's been very vocal about his intentions. And while, you know, that's a go-getter mentality and someone who believes in what he's doing and where he's headed, you now become teammates with these people. Not only Bo Nix, who probably felt some type of way about that comment, but also the teammates on the team that have Bo's back because for the last two years, that's been their guy. So what were your thoughts on his approach in that way and, and kind of how, how you take that? Cause you use your experience as an example, when, when somebody came in, if he were, you know, speaking that way and, and literally saying he's coming for you in particular, like how do you kind of make that adjustment to becoming teammates? Well, you know, if I'm in that situation, I'm the quarterback that someone's coming in. First, I chuckle at myself a little bit because okay. I chuckle to myself because the simple fact is to me, you know, your actions speak so loud, I can hardly hear what you're saying. And I always go by that. And the fact is, okay, you have yet to put on a practice uniform that says Auburn on it, a helmet that says Auburn on it. You have yet to go out and throw your first pass at Auburn. So what makes me so worried about you yet? And the fact that you played at LSU last year and you was, you know, not as successful as you thought you was going to be, why did you have to transfer from there to come to Auburn? So I'm not the one leaving my college to go to another school. So to me, that makes me feel like if I'm in both shoes, I'm not feeling inferior, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going in looking at, okay, I'm going to my year three. I need to do what I need to do to make the best of my situation. And I think for TJ, he's a young kid. This is what people going to get to know. So you see kids in high school come out and they make these, uh, these videos of how they going to say what school they're going to. And we saw LeBron do it back when he, t- he was taking his talents to South Beach. And after that, his calendar went out, his kind of started. And LeBron yeah. even came back and said himself that if he could do it over, he wouldn't do it to that magnitude again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think a lot of these kids now, it's almost like he made the announcement to go to LSU, but then he used this opportunity as a college kid transferring to another college. You usually don't see this where he made another video, you know, saying that where he's coming to Auburn, what he's planning mm-hmm. to, to do. I always say it's better to come in quieter than louder because guys is, is in that locker room. You want to get their respect. You're, you're not worried about the LSU locker room any, anymore. It's about the Auburn locker room. And yeah. Auburn don't have to adjust to you. You have to adjust to Auburn. And that's the other aspect of this is you come in quiet, you come in with respect and, and he's a young kid and he'll, he'll get, he'll get it. He'll grow. It just, it kind of shows you a little bit too of his edge size as far as like being a competitor. It shows you that he's a real competitor and he's not afraid of competition. So you like that aspect of it right. because that's the part you enjoy, you know, that he's coming in saying like, look, I'm coming in to compete. I'm not coming in to just sit down. Like, mm-hmm. So as a competitor, you want him to say that. You don't want him to just say, well, you know, I just come there and just, no, you don't want, you don't want to hear that. You want to hear somebody that's like, don't willing to fight. 
And so it's all about now just how him adjusting to the to the guys in the locker room. I can say this about Auburn locker room. It hasn't been an issue. And I don't think it's going to be an issue. And uh, a lot of guys are competing for positions this year. So I don't think anyone needs to be sitting up in a chair in a rocking chair with their, with their iced tea and lemonade. I, I think all of them need to be like buckled down and trying to see what Coach Harson is trying to build here. And he's already come out and said this spring, like, if you don't like what I do and the way that I do it, then you're free to leave. Yeah. So, and that was to every player on that roster. Mm-hmm. So you best believe Shivers was a captain during the spring. Yeah. So realize Tank is the star, but Tank didn't get the captain on his shirt. They gave yep. it to Shivers. So it goes to show you that he's all about the guy that's working the hardest to get things and get things done and where other his peers will look up to him. So and, and that's the thing about this. Like you come in, you bust your tail, you work hard. And at the end of the day, the best person is going to win. And yeah. right now, Bo has the advantage because he's went through a whole spring and he's had an opportunity to get the playbook in his hands a lot sooner. And he's had an opportunity to break down stuff he did well, things he didn't do well in the spring. He has an opportunity to build relationships with Mike Bobo. So TJ has got a lot of catching up to do. So I say that to yeah. say this. His preparation got to be on point. Before you can throw any pass, you got to know what you're doing. And so he's got to start studying tape. He's got to start diving into that playbook. Instead of spending time of being like, oh, I'm going to go hang with the homies, there's going to be time he's going to say, no, nah, guys, I can't go. I got to study. Yeah. And so his best preparation right now is himself, investing himself to learn the playbook before he can even start to talk about trying to take someone's job. He needs to take care of one first is know what you're doing. 100%. You know, he may – very well feel like he has the edge in terms of, you know, ability. He definitely has the edge in terms of size, but Bo has, Bo has a two year jump on him in terms of team understanding and the relationships that have been formed and kind of, you know, really getting Auburn. And he's got a several month head start on him in terms of Harson and this new staff. So it's going to be a very interesting summer and one in which whoever pours in the most and, and makes the most of these next few months is likely going to be named the starter come fall. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we see both. I, I really think that both of them could be utilized, whether one is, is the primary starter and is getting, you know, 90% of the snaps, but the other one has some packages that are deemed very effective and, and we roll with them as well. I don't see Harson being as gun shy about doing things like that as Malzahn was. And especially because Harson was a quarterback. So he gets it. That that's where his foundation was laid in the sport. And so having, you know, Finley come in, having the understanding of both that he does and allowing these two to go head to head this summer and then deciding how to utilize them best. I'm excited. I'm really, I feel more optimistic than I have in several months once this news came out. Even if Finley isn't everything that we need it to be, I think this is going to be the push that we have wanted for Bo for years. So I think it's all positive. It may take an adjustment period, especially, you know, within the locker room for all we know, but I think it's a positive move. Uh, last question on Finley before we move on to some recent transfers. What do you need to, or, you know, if you're a coach, as a fan, as, you know, an analyst like 
like you are. What do you need to see from TJ Finley this summer in terms of, you know, adjustment to the team and to Auburn, but also from a, a play style ability um, development? What would you need to see from him this summer to get take the reins away from Bo Nix and get them to TJ Finley? Well, one is uh, they're both going to be in the same room. So first and foremost, they both need to understand they both represent the university or represent Auburn. Um, and then the next thing is they need to support each other, but at the same time, understand that I'm trying to bust my tail to beat whoever I need to beat once I get out into the field. Because, you know, it's not about being Mr. Nice Guy and everything once we go on the football field. We're both trying to compete to win games. And we're both maybe called upon before the season is even over with because it is a long football season and things happen. And uh, so both of these guys have got to stay prepared and ready to play first and foremost at all times and handle it the right way because the way they handle the situation would dictate a lot of, a lot of way of how the locker room reacts and goes. And uh, so they're going to be watched 24 seven, expect the papers to talk about it each and every day over the summer. Um, for his TJ, you know, Bo is going to be the guy that's going to get a lot of the starting reps in the spring. I mean, during this summer, throwing routes on air, getting used to the used to the receivers and everything. And he'll get sprinkled in there, get the opportunity to throw to some of the guys. But, you know, come fall camp, it's going to be 25 practices. And you're probably going to get about three scrimmages. And during those 25 practices, coach is going to put both of them in game-like situations and see how they both react. And if you look at our football schedule, we open up with, you know, two opponents, first two opponents that we should win, you know, pretty easily. But I think both of those guys will see action in those games. And uh, the other thing is, how does Mike Bobo, you know, feels with, with each, each one of those guys? What kind of chemistry does he build with one of those quarterbacks? And um, it's only one football, and only one can play the position at one time. And I just, mm-hmm. I, I like, and I just think that, you know, this is a good way to get things going because I just feel like we need to just have these competitive environments. It doesn't matter, Taylor, even in your business, it's a competitive environment. Like you're steadily trying to move up in the business. You know, you're right. not trying to get complacent and stay still. You're trying to move up. And, uh, and, and it's no different in everything that we do. And that's why I tell guys, like, it's so important to, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that you have. It's going to be one to watch for. It's probably the biggest summer that we've had to talk about since me and you've been doing this, but also yeah. since I've been covering at Auburn, uh, going to my fifth year there. And, you know, this is probably going to be the biggest story and the biggest thing going on for the next three to four months. It's going to be wild, uh, but we will definitely keep our eyes and ears toward Auburn and make sure that we keep you updated on how all of this unfolds. It'll be interesting to see how all of this looks come fall. Um, but I want to talk about a few transfers that have landed in the plains and some really great ones, actually. I'm excited to see all on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we'll start with Vanderbilt defensive back Donovan Kaufman, which this was a fantastic get for Auburn. And it felt very likely because of the Derek Mason connection. Derek Mason was always somebody who really connected with his players uh, in covering him at Vanderbilt. That was one thing that was never questioned was how many of them looked to him as, you know, a father figure or just, you know, a very influential person in their life. And so 
him coming over to Auburn, I was not surprised, you know, to hear of, of this decision from Donovan Kaufman. And he's the third defensive back transfer this offseason. So that room is just continuing to build. He averaged an SEC best 27.4 yards per kick return last year before a season-ending medical situation, so he didn't play very much. But definitely a guy who can make an impact out there, a guy that I foresee making an impact at Auburn, especially continuing to be, you know, under the impact of, of Derek Mason. So I think that'll be a pretty seamless transition. Uh, we also have Kansas defensive end Marcus Harris. This guy is 6'2", 280, led the Jayhawks in tackles for loss last season with seven and a half. He had 27 total tackles on this season. We also have UAB defensive tackle Tony Fair. This guy is 6'3", 345 pounds. And Badarius Knighton out of Southeast Missouri State. In his four seasons at SEMO, including just the seven-game slate that they played this spring, he racked up 262 tackles, six interceptions, and 24 pass breakups. And he played mostly at safety for SEMO, but they would slide him down to nickel every now and then, likely to see that happen at Auburn as well. So all four of these guys, I think, were really great gets. They come from kind of a variety of levels and, and variety of experiences, but I think they very much could make an impact here and just continuing to load up on that side of the ball, which is, you know, not surprising, but certainly encouraging. Oh, most definitely. And uh, like I said, defense is the first thing that helps win games. Uh, you got to be able to stop somebody. And um, and I think we're loading up on that side of the ball and, and – uh, you can never have enough defensive players, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, those guys get injured a lot more because of the, the physical contact of them doing a lot of the hitting and and, uh, and everything. So I just I just look at it like this is a, another thing that makes Derrick Mason a big get for, for Coach Harson uh, is that guys like him and guys are willing to follow him and, and to come and play for him. And uh, it also speaks about his recruiting. Uh, you know, how he gets out there and gets go gets guys and guys show up. So, yeah. you know, I think this is uh, this is big for Auburn. Uh, this is a sign of things to come for us, like recruiting and, and everything. I think we're heading in the right direction. And and uh, like I said, the last couple of years, besides last year, you know, our recruiting classes have been always been pretty good. And, uh, you know, we just got to do a better job of getting the most out of these guys once we get them. And, uh, and I just feel like, you know, it, it's great to have depth especially nowadays, like, because as yeah. many transfer guys that we're getting, <laughs> we're losing a lot of guys in the transfer portal as well. And, uh, and like I said, though, that was going to happen because coach Harson has said, if you want to be here, be here, but you're going to do it my way. If not mm -hmm. hit the highway. And yeah. that's what's happening. A lot of guys are saying, Hey, this is, you know, this coach didn't recruit me. You know, this is not for me. I'm out. I'm going somewhere else. And, and, you know, Hey, they go in other places and other guys are saying, Hey, you know, that's where I want to be at. You know, that's the type of coach I want to play for and, and deal with. And I'm coming to Auburn. So, you know, right now it's a whole lot of doors opening and shutting all at the same time. And I know one thing, Auburn is getting a lot of beef and chicken on defense. So, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Chicken? Are you hungry, Jay? You yeah, yeah. About? Because that's the thing, you know. When you when you go to the when you go to the cafeteria in the league, and then you know, they say, "Hey, do you want beef or you want chicken?" So I say we're getting a whole bunch of beef and chicken. Cause we don't know what we're getting right now. We're gonna find out once we get a chance to eat some of it when the fall comes. 
they were getting it all. So we got beef and chicken on on, on everywhere. So okay, you know, Auburn, wait to see what kind of sauce you're gonna put on either one. There we go. The fall time. So tailgating, <laughs> tailgating at his best. Okay, wise words from Jacob. As always, that's good stuff. But. Yes, certainly encouraging to see those names add up. I would like to see a few on the offensive side of the ball, but we'll wait and see. I mean, we just got a quarterback. Beggars can't be choosers. Um, But before we wrap this up, I want to give a shout-out to Auburn Baseball beginning their SEC tournament play tonight against Ole Miss. By the time this episode is out, they'll probably be playing. Um, It's been an interesting season for them. Unfortunately, they didn't do enough to earn an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament but they went seven and four in league play down the stretch to put them in this SEC tournament, which is always a gauntlet. I mean, Hoover is always so insane and just top-notch talent, especially with the way that SEC, you know, played out this year, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, uh, Mississippi state, like there's just been so many fantastic teams in this conference that this tournament is going to be ridiculous, but the nature of the game, especially the nature of postseason, you keep playing if you keep winning. So we're wishing them the best. Hopefully they can pull out some magic here in Hoover, and uh, we're, we're definitely all pulling for you. But with that, we'll wrap up this episode of Believe in Everything Auburn. Thank you so much for listening to us each and every week. We knew everybody probably wanted Jay's input on TJ Finley, so figured that would be a big chunk of this episode. But we will continue to pay attention to all of the – you know, findings in regards to his adjustment to Auburn and how things are going. And we'll report back as we know more, but season will be here before we know it. So it's definitely, you know, about that time where you got to pound the pavement and put in the work because once August gets here, there's going to be a lot of eyes on, on this team and, and, you know, really curious to see the results of the hard work that gets put in in summer. So We will definitely be paying attention to all of it, so make sure you keep it locked here on Believe in Everything Auburn to get all your updates from Jason Campbell and myself, all things down on the plane. So until we talk next, everyone have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy Memorial Day weekend. If you're going out, have a good time, be safe, and uh, come on back next week for another episode. So enjoy it, everybody. War Eagle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.